Dickey's Barbecue Pit is a proud sponsor of the program while we are on the road at Radio Row. We sat down with famed agent and the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire, Lee Steinberg, and talked about the business of football. Live from Radio Row, and the boys thought we would walk away with having a lot of fun, but, I mean, if we play our cards right, we might walk away with a new agent. So <laughs> joining us on the program, Lee Steinberg. Lee, welcome. Thank you. Lee, you have, uh, I mean, you've kind of been the agent example for the class for a lot of years, and, and obviously everything ancillary that surrounds it, but what got you into the world of representing athletes? What got you in the world of having, at, at one point, like 500-ish clients? <laughs> um. I was a dorm counselor in an undergrad dorm while I was going to law school at Cal Berkeley, and they moved the freshman football team into the dorm, and one of the students was the quarterback, Steve Bartkowski, and in 1975, he became the very first player picked in the first round of the draft. There really wasn't sports agency uh, in an organized fashion there. Uh, people like Mike Brown of the Bengals could just <laughs> hang up the phone and say, we don't deal with agents. And... Uh, but Bartkowski asked me to represent him, so I had the first pick overall. And we got the largest rookie contract in NFL history. There you go. And um, I was raised by a dad with two core values, which were treasure relationships, especially family. Love that. And the second was make a meaningful difference in the world. So I, I saw that the athletes could be role models and decided to only work with players that would retrace their roots and go back to the high school and set up a scholarship fund or work the boys and girls club um and at the collegiate level endow a full scholarship and then at the pro level uh, a charitable foundation like patrick mahomes has with 15 in the mahomes what's what are the character traits that you look for in young men who are like i want to represent that guy i see x in this young man so you're looking, first of all, for character, and is this someone who's a self-starter? Um, are they going to understand the uh, fragility of the pro career and how to um, uh, plan for second career? So they have a sterling work ethic, but then you're looking for compassion and, and heart. At the end of the day, the, the playing characteristic that's most critical is what does this player do in adversity? So remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had four games ended on the last play, sure. right? So the quarterback's throwing a couple interceptions, the crowd's booing, the game's getting away, the uh, center's looking like he quarterback must be on hallucinogens. <laughs> what happens now? Can he, can he compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, and elevate his level of play? to take a team to and through victory. And that quality is what gives you a franchise quarterback. It's a quality that gives you a player in key situations. So childhood team was the Rams back in L.A. in the Super Bowl. Um, how are you feeling? Like you have to be head over heels right now. I'm really excited because uh, my dad used to take me to the Coliseum to see the Rams play back in the uh, 50s and 60s. You would have need. We're so high up. You would have needed the Mount Palomar electronic telescope <laughs> to be able to identify a player. But uh, and then later, when the Rams were going to leave, um, I was chairman of Save the Rams, and we fought really hard to stop them from going to St. Louis. So the fact they're back, and we have the Super Bowl here, is uh, really gratifying. 
So there's a, I mean, not all of us have had movies made about us, obviously. Van had Forrest Gump, like, sure. ba- like loosely based <laughs> off yeah. him. Sure. Um, Jerry Maguire, absolute banger. What, and, and we've all seen the film. You don't have to break the film down. But what was that process like with the idea coming to fruition and being approached and, and making it into what to me is a, I watch it once a year. So Cameron Crowe, the writer-director, called me up in 1993 and asked if uh, I would let him follow me around like a fly on the wall to pick up all sorts of atmosphere for a film that would be based on a sports agent. So he started in 93 at the draft where I had Drew Bledsoe as a client drafted first. Then he went to uh, the press conference with Bill Parcells. He came to the league meetings for our showing yeah. off free agents. He came to to pro scouting day at, at SC. I mean, he, for a year and a half, he we did a lot of things together, and, and I told him stories, lots and lots of stories. And then he went off and wrote the script, and then my job as technical advisor was to vet the script to make sure the willing suspension and disbelief you need to hold you into motion picture didn't get broken. You don't think the dialogue's stilted. You don't think the look is phony. So, um, and then he assigned me some of the actors. I took Cuba Gooding Jr. down to Phoenix and made him pretend he was a wide receiver uh, uh, all week, and he had to hang out with uh, Monty Toomer and Desmond Howard. Um, I had to show the quarterback played by... Uh, Jerry O'Connell how to throw a spiral because he had gone to NYU when they didn't have a football program. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been 25 years and, and I can't walk through an airport or go out to dinner without someone running up to the table and either saying to me or asking me to say those four words that start with show me the. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since you helped revolutionize this industry, what, what have you seen? What are the biggest leaps and player representation that you've seen over your career, and what do you think is coming? Well, the biggest leap just happened, which is name, image, it likeness is. on yeah, a right. college campus. It completely uh, revolutionizes the whole history of how college athletes are treated and uh, forces the timetable way up because in a sport like football, normally we wouldn't be talking to parents or the player till at least your junior year and now it's the high school player right. it's the currency for athletes is how many followers you have on uh twitter and how many on instagram yeah. and and you've got a much more socially uh, aware group and then the you have to be more creative in terms of the revenue sources so we're not just a ticket and tv tape we're 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 Jumbo scoreboards and naming rights and and fantasy and the rest. Do you have in your Rolodex an agent that could represent Robert as a competitive EA Sports Madden player? Because Robert (laughs) claims that he can make it to the top in in electronic sports. I can. I'm telling you. (laughs) I went to uh, 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 an event down in Dallas, which was the Dallas Fuel E-game team against Houston. And there were about... 10,000 kids there, and they Crazy. were like rock stars. Now, they weren't playing the game. They were watching these eSport people yeah. play the game. That's right. Robert. What a phenomenon. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, more kids are doing that than are playing Little League Baseball. Yeah. So, so I'm reading here, NFL record, eight-time first overall picks, 65, excuse me, 64 first-round picks, over $4 billion in contracts, 
In today's game, okay, we, we always see, we're hearing about athletes getting in trouble out here. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of things in Vegas. How does that affect your job? Is, does, it, does it make it more stressful or, you know, what's the talk that you have to have with these athletes nowadays for everything on the outside that could potentially mess up things for them? It's all about prevention. And so it's an understanding that the minute an athlete leaves their home, if they're playing professional sports, they're under a microscope. And so it's understanding how to have a designated driver, not to get involved in an alcohol-related fight, to keep your hands to yourself, uh, to treat women with a certain, you know, dignity. And you have to do all that preparation. But part of the problem is uh, I'm having my Super Bowl party my 35th on hey, Saturday. Hey, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, at Sony Studios. But... Um, we give humanitarian awards to a general manager or player who are doing positive things for the world. And the problem is that the definition of news is what's aberrational. Right. And so you're not seeing the real lives of athletes. You're seeing every exception to, to that rule. One last one. I know you have been a strong advocate for brain health. You've been a strong advocate for athletes after their playing days. Can you talk a little bit about the impact you've been able to help others make in that field? So I had a crisis of conscience back in uh, the 80s and 90s. I had half the starting quarterbacks as clients. They kept getting hit in the head. We'd go to doctors and ask how many or too many. They had no answers. Right. Wow. And so I started holding conferences, and we finally saw that, that <coughs> Dr. Bennett Amalo told us that three or more was the trigger for exponentially higher rates of, uh, of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, premature senility, and chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So I've been crusading on this, and we now finally have some new protocols and modalities that might actually cure a concussed brain, which we haven't had before. And one process is called... Um, RTMS, another is hyperbaric oxygen, a third is biofeedback. So uh, the truth of the matter is every time alignment hits alignment at the line of scrimmage, it produces a low-level sub-concussive event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you could have an offensive lineman walk out of football, played in high school, college, and pros with 10,000 sub-concussive hits, wow. none of which have been diagnosed, none of which he's aware of, but the aggregate almost certainly does the same uh, damage. We're going to be at the Super Bowl party this weekend, the 35th. Is that right? 35th. Oh my gosh! Well, so yeah, yeah. At uh, last time the Super Bowl was here, we used uh, 20th Century Fox, the back, back lot of uh, it was a old New York. Hello, Dolly. And oh, cool. This one's going to have uh, uh, the Ghostbusters. Uh, Bus. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a real studio. We will uh, we'll do our absolute best to make sure we don't miss a moment of it, and, and we will just flood all of our friends of the shows with imagery and pictures and excitement. So Great. Absolutely. Lee, thank you so very much for taking the time. Uh, this is not the first time we've done it, and I tell you what, you are a, uh, yeah, you're an example for the class. Oh, thank so, you. So, big deal. When we get back, more from Radio Row. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.